This is Sunday Focus, a weekly public affairs program that looks at the topics affecting our society and the people who are making a change in the community each and every day. The people who have vision for the next generation. Sunday Focus presents new challenges for us, keeping you informed with topics of local and regional interest. Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica. Good morning. Coming up on this edition of Sunday Focus, we will talk to Dr. Dan, who is with the Canton Performing Arts Center, and Tracy Quint, who is running for governor, and she's part of the Libertarian Party. The Sioux Empire is lucky to have a variety of entertainment venues like the Canton Performing Arts Center. It opened in Canton with partnership with Canton High School just four years ago, and Dr. Dan joins the show to talk about the Canton Performing Arts Center along with the events happening. And as you all know, the South Dakota elections are Tuesday, November 8th. The big part of this election is to see who will be the governor of our great state of South Dakota. We do our best at results, Town Square Media, to keep the public informed on each candidate running for governor. We have reached out to all candidates running for governor of South Dakota. Tracy Quint joins us in the studio to tell us a little bit more about her, her reasons for running for governor, and her vision for South Dakota. To learn more about Tracy's campaign, you can visit Quint22.org. That's all coming up on this edition of Sunday Focus. Our daughter was back. We had sanity back in our family life. The tools they gave us as a family, we will always be able to use. I'm John from Sioux Falls. We had to do something because our home was in havoc. We brought our daughter to Hope Harbor in Marshall, Minnesota when she was 15. The change was night and day. Hope Harbor helps struggling girls and boys 12 through 17. When you think there's nothing more you can do, there is hope. Hope Harbor. Go to hopeharbormn.org. Welcome back to another edition of Sunday Focus. I don't know if anybody's noticed recently, but the elections are coming up here (laughs) in the state of South Dakota. The elections specifically are on Tuesday, November 8th. The big part about this election is to see who will be the governor of our great state, South Dakota. We do our best at results, Town Square Media, to keep the public informed on each candidate running. We've reached out to all candidates running for governor of South Dakota, and right now one of them is joining me. Her name is Tracy Quint, and she is part of the Libertarian Party. Hey, Tracy, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining the program today. Now, there's a lot of information to go over, and (laughs) thankfully we have the time for that. But let's start off with some easy questions. Why don't you tell us about you a little bit? Well, I live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I have a master's degree in communication studies, um, undergraduate degree in mass communications and photography. So just kind of live in life. I work for a nonprofit and I also work part-time as a DJ. So I'm also very busy, but I'm just a normal person, not necessarily a politician. Wanted to put my name out there and try to let people know that there's more than just the two parties out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, born and raised in Sioux Falls or in South Dakota? Uh, actually, I'm a military baby, so oh. I was not born in South Dakota. I was born in Arizona, raised in Nebraska for the most part, but I am definitely a Midwesterner through and through. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, good good story there. What got you interested in politics? Because like you said, you you don't have a normal political background. You're You're kind of everywhere. <laughs> I'm definitely a little bit everywhere. That's that's definitely a good way to describe me. Um, I've always had a little bit of interest in politics. Uh, I grew up with, you know, in the military background. So you always have a little bit that you're kind of thinking mm-hmm. about um, as far as politics and stuff go. But I got really involved in politics when I moved up to South Dakota in 2016. It was right during the election season. 
Um, I'd actually felt really frustrated with the two quote unquote main parties for quite a while. And I got, I really just wanted to get involved in the Libertarian Party here up in South Dakota. Uh, so a few others and I decided that we were going to start a Sioux Falls for Gary Johnson group because he was the presidential candidate that year. And I've just kind of been involved with the Libertarian Party ever since. Yeah. You know, you really don't hear much from the Libertarian Party, so to speak. So for anyone who isn't familiar with that party, wh- what does it kind of represent and stand for? Uh, I guess the quick and easy answer for that is libertarians really want to promote personal freedoms, both financially and um, socially. So we want people to be able to make the best choices that they can for their themselves and their families. Uh, and we don't believe in a whole lot of government oversight in that because we think that people have the ability to make those decisions themselves. Now, you kind of hinted at it already, but any previous background in government? It could be, I don't know, you wanted to be class president in grade school or high school, something like that. (laughs) Um, Well, I guess this is really diving headfirst introduction into politics that I'm doing right now, (laughs) because I haven't really run for office in the past. Um, I've held leadership positions in the Libertarian Party and in other boards and commissions or committees that I've been on. But no, this is really the, 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 you know, Jumping both feet into politics, I end up running for governor. Who knew, right? Yeah, really. <laughs> Going head first, literally. Right, right. Definitely head first. But it's it's definitely been a great experience so far. I mean, you're going to have people that are supportive. You're going to have people that aren't supportive. It just, you got to take it for what it is. And it's been pretty great so far. Yeah. When you think of the word governor, what are some words that come to mind for you? I think when I think governor, some of the the first words that come to my mind are uh, truthful, transparent, um, you know, good listener. I I think that there's a lot of different qualities that make a good governor. I don't know if like single words are very good descriptors for that, just because it's such a com- complex and complicated position to be in. But uh, there are a couple that I think for would come to my mind first, like those. Yeah. When you speak about characteristics and qualities, what do you think are those characteristics and qualities that not only make a good governor, but a good leader? Well, like when you say that, I think that not only does a governor need to be a good leader, I also believe that they need to be a good listener and they have to be a good collaborator. Uh, It takes all kinds of different people to make up a state and people have all kinds of different beliefs and priorities. If we can't collaborate and compromise, we end up at a standstill. And I don't think that's good for our state, and that's definitely not good for the citizens of our state. Yeah. In in your opinion, what type of person does a state like South Dakota want in their governor? Because you've been on, you know, the other side of it where you're voting for governor. Mm -hmm. Now you're all of a sudden running. I think the people of South Dakota really enjoy the freedoms that they have in the state, and they really want a governor who understands that and wants to work to maintain and increase those freedoms uh, I believe that people want a governor who will do what they can to work for the people and to listen to them and won't fight against them. Um, they want people who won't fight against the they 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 won't fight against the people who voted them into office, mm-hmm. basically. So they want they want somebody who's you know knows that the the people supported them and they support the people back. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you already hinted that this is your first time running for (laughs) governor of South Dakota. So why don't you walk us through your political campaign journey? 
it's definitely been an interesting experience on the campaign trail so far. Uh, being a third party candidate, I don't necessarily have the same kind of financial backing that some of the main parties would have. So we've been doing our best to get out there and meet people in person rather than buying ad space or being able to buy billboards and that kind of thing. Uh, we've spent a lot of time going and talking to people at events like fairs and other things that have come up community-wise. And I think that's been really good because we've been able to get down and actually talk to people face-to-face, and that's been pretty great. Why did you decide to run for governor? You know, anyone that inspired you to, to do it? I think there's been a lot of people along my lifetime journey that kind of put the inspiration out there. Like I said, I wasn't born in South Dakota, but I have lived in other places and mostly Midwest states, but I really do love it here in South Dakota. Uh, I love the people here and the freedoms that we enjoy. And I really just wanted to make sure that those freedoms remain and flourish in the future. Uh, I also felt that it was important to run as a libertarian because I want people to know that there are more than the two main quote unquote parties out there. Uh, I know when I got involved in the Libertarian Party, it was because I was frustrated with the you know other main parties, and I didn't feel like I was represented represented by either one of them. Um, adding more parties into the race makes everyone have to try harder and be a little bit better when you have more than you know when you have more people running more than just the two parties running. You have to spend less time holding you know you get to spend less time holding your nose and voting against somebody. Um, You can actually research where the candidates stand and you can actually vote for somebody. If you are just listening right now, Tracy Quint, she is on. She is one of the candidates running for governor of South Dakota, part of the Libertarian Party. And once again, we did reach out to all candidates running for governor of South Dakota. Now, as you hit the political campaign trail here, Tracy, you've probably met a lot of new people. Mm -hmm. You've seen some familiar faces. So what are some changes that voters want to see when you do see them in the state as you campaign? Uh, You're right. We have talked to a lot of people one on one, and I think people really want to feel heard. Uh, This seems to have been a lot of issues with politicians fighting the citizens and concerns about transparency in our state government. And I think people just want to be able to trust the people that they vote into office and they want to know that they're working for their best interests. Absolutely. Now, like most candidates, there are certain policies that they tend to focus on if and when they take office. So what are some new policies that you intend to focus on if you are voted as governor of South Dakota? I think one of the things that I'd really like to focus on um, as governor is I think the state could definitely use some criminal justice reform. Uh, There's a lot of situations where people are charged with nonviolent crimes um, and they end up in our prisons and jails for situations that don't necessarily warrant that kind of punishment. Um, You know, not only does this overpopulate our criminal justice system, but it also removes criminals or removes individuals from the workplace um, and labels them as criminals. So it makes it harder for them to get jobs even when they do reenter. Uh, instead, I think what we should be doing is looking at what's causing these nonviolent crimes um, and if there are ways that we can prevent them from happening in the first place and concentrate on removing like government overreach and then talking about rehabilitation when appropriate. You know, the jail and prison systems, I believe, should be reserved for violent criminals and keeping our citizens safe from dangerous individuals. Yeah. Do you see an area in South Dakota's laws or policies right now that you would like to change? 
Uh, I mean, I think I guess I would really just reiterate like the, you know, government overreach that may cause, mm-hmm. you know, crime may cause the overpopulations in the prison systems. Um, you know, I, I do believe that we shouldn't be warehousing individuals in prison because of addiction or drug issues. I think that's a, a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. We should be looking at trying to figure out what's causing those issues to begin with. Um, you know, and being a libertarian, I also think that we should be taking a look at what kind of tax burden is on our citizens. And is there a way to reduce that as well? Now, after the last couple of years, Tracy, it's hard not to bring up this next subject, um, <laughs> a global pandemic. So the biggest story of the last two years has been the COVID-19 pandemic. And leaders and politicians were faced with something that they never thought that they were going to experience when they took office. I like to say uh, there was no playbook for a pandemic like this. So somehow people managed and now we pretty much have a normal life. But let's say, Tracy, I'm knocking on wood. There's wood all over here. So I'm knocking on wood (laughs) as I say this. If another pandemic makes its way to South Dakota, what would be your plan of action? Uh, My plan of action in a situation like that would be to make sure that the people have all the information that we could possibly get to them. We want to keep them informed. We want to make sure that we're relaying information as we get it. But we want to allow them to make the choices that are best for them and their families. Uh, I believe personal choice uh, is definitely the best route to go. And I don't think the government should be the one to decide which businesses are, quote unquote, essential and tell other ones that they have to shut down. Uh, There should definitely be ways for people to figure out working from home and ordering in situations if that's what they feel safe doing. But I don't think that um, I believe that people have the ability to make those choices for themselves as well. Now, there were there weren't really many policies put in place here in South Dakota, Mm -hmm. but the policies that were put in place or decided anything that you would change in that regard. I think that's a hard question to answer because I think that the information was coming up just as it was released and we didn't have all of that information as it as it came. So it was kind of a, a different situation. But I do think that, you know. Personal choice is where I would kind of lean on that kind of situation and try to make sure that people have are be able to make the best informed decisions for themselves. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of buzz around this election this time around. So it only makes it um, it only makes it more prevalent to Mm -hmm. go out there and vote. So this question isn't actually on your sheet. I just came up with it now. Okay, How important is it to go out and vote? Say you're someone's listening right now that doesn't normally go to the polls. But why is it so important to vote on Tuesday, November 8th? I think it's important to vote is because that's your voice. That's, you know, you putting your input into how you feel about the politics of your own, you know, home state or national, if that's what you're voting for. Your your vote is your your voice, basically. And, you know, it it can be very powerful and empowering for somebody to be able to go into the voting booth and say, you know, this is what I believe and this is how I hope that the you know country is run. And if you don't if you don't go out and vote, then you you know have nothing that you can do. You know, you have no reason to complain because you didn't voice your you know, use your voice on election day. Do you remember the first time you voted? Uh I do. I think I was a freshman in college mm-hmm. 
at 18, I was able to put in my first vote for the presidential election. So I do remember being able to do that. How do you how did it make you feel even thinking about it now? How did that make you feel to know, hey, this is me using my voice? I think it was definitely a kind of transformative type of situation or, you know, feeling because, you know, you're 18 and you finally get to do that like adult thing that you've been (laughs) thinking about. Like, I can actually voice my opinion. I can actually cast my own vote. And it's definitely kind of that I'm actually an adult now type of situation. (laughs) Yeah. If you're just listening, Tracy Quint, she is part of the Libertarian Party and she is running for governor of South Dakota. And we always like to mention, too, we reached out to all candidates who are running for governor to participate in these interviews. Now, Tracy, I'll be honest with you. I have no more questions for you. So (laughs) this is the time that you can use to speak to voters here in South Dakota. So if you want to take this time to say whatever else you want to say, the mic is yours. All right. Well, I want to thank you again for having me this morning. And I just want to express my appreciation for all the support that I felt throughout this campaign so far. I'm not 100% polished, but I'm also not a politician. So, you know, I I really appreciate it when people come up to me and recognize me and say, you know, we appreciate that you're you're running Um, Even if they don't agree with me politically, I've had a couple of people come up and say, you know, I'm just glad that we have another choice on the ballot this year. And that's really been great to hear from. Uh, I'm also, you know, I'm a young professional that works two jobs and I understand what the young people in South Dakota are going through from dealing with financial difficulties and, you know, not feeling heard by the people that are supposedly representing us. And I think that's a huge problem for my generation and then the generation coming up after us. You know, we don't feel represented. And I think that's really sad. Um, I just want, you know, if we want to keep the young people in South Dakota, we have to start really listening to them um, and actually letting them know that we hear them. And that's one of the reasons I'm running. Uh, I love the state and I want to make sure that young people uh, continue to be able to live here and to feel comfortable here as well. All right. Awesome. Tracy. Where can people find out more information about your campaign and and your journey? Um, You can find us on Facebook. Uh, We also have a website, quint2022.org. So you can look us up on there. Uh, If you have any questions, you can message us or email us. Um, More than happy to try to answer questions between uh, myself and my running mate and a couple of volunteers that we have that check the email. We'll definitely get back to you. Yeah. Awesome. Once again, Tracy Quint and those South Dakota elections are Tuesday, November 8th. Are you nervous? I mean, I am a little bit, but <laughs> like I said, it's it's definitely been a, a really cool experience so far. And I'm I'm just thankful for the support that I've found so far. Yeah, absolutely. Once again, Tracy Quint, she is part of the Libertarian Party who is running for South Dakota governor. And once again, those elections are Tuesday, November 8th. Tracy, thank you so much for coming and telling us a little bit more about yourself. Thank you again for having me. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. 
Welcome back to another edition of Sunday Focus. Lots of great events happening around the Sioux Empire. Lots of great venues for those events. One of them is the Canton Performing Arts Center. And someone that knows a lot more about it than what I do is Dr. Dan. Hey, Dr. Dan, welcome. Hello there. How are you today? You know what? I'm doing really well, especially since we're going to be talking about this great venue that's here, the events that are coming up. But before we get into any of that, let's talk about the venue itself, the Canton Performing Arts Center. Where is it located? When did it first open? Stuff like that. Well, our Performing Arts Center is going into its fourth year. It opened in November of 2019. Uh, it was built by the the Canton School District after a bond issue passed uh, to get it built as well as some additional work done on our elementary and high school. It seats a thousand people and it's a state-of-the-art um, facility. Uh, it was engineered with uh, sound and, and performing sight lines in mind. Uh, it's got uh, 750 seats on the main floor and 250 seats in a balcony. There isn't a bad seat from both a sight line and from sound in the facility. has a full theatrical fly and actually has an orchestra pit uh, built into the stage um, so that it can be used for musicals and uh, a variety of events. Great load-in and load-out facilities, and it's attached right to our high school. Um, it's a tremendous gift that the members of our school district and community gave to our community. Really enjoyed four years of cooperation, if I, if you can, with the school district. So, It sounds like a great venue. It's beautiful. How did you get involved with it? Well, I... Um, I've always been uh, a lover of the arts and a variety of things and and um, a member of the community now for close to 40 years. And I looked at the opportunity to be part of uh, bringing more people into our community so that they can see what we have. Um, and I, quite honestly, I was asked. And so somebody said, hey, want to join our group? And I said, oh, it sounds like an interesting thing to be involved with and I can make a difference. So that's kind of my pay it forward project, if you will. Yeah. So you said it opened four years ago, so it's still fairly new here around the area. And there's already been some big events that has taken place. Can you tell us about some of the shows that have happened there? Well, we've we've had the South Dakota Symphony, uh, the String Quartet and the Wind Quintet. Uh, this Just this last summer, we had a Johnny Cash tribute concert by James Garner. It was very successful and, and a lot of fun. We've had um, a variety of music events. We've had some Augustana jazz band members down. We've had a, a group out of the Twin Cities called Ring of Kerry, which is an Irish band that performed at the Sioux Empire Folk Festival or the uh, Friends of Old Time Music Festival down at Newton Hills. Um, so, uh, plus we have a very large Veterans Day program that happens every year, and that was actually the original event. The opening event was a, our Veterans Day program in 2019, and actually uh, it was filled. There weren't uh, any seats available in that for that Veterans Program. I know that the Canton Performing Arts Center not only helps support other events, but you guys also have a lot of big shows coming up. So first, tell us about some of the shows that you have coming down the pipe. Later on this year uh, in December, we're partnering with the Goodnight Theater Collective out of uh, Sioux Falls. They're going to open their show, Little Women, 
uh, in Canton on Sunday, December 11th. And then the following week, two weeks, they will be performing at the Belbus Theater at uh, the Mary, at the uh, Washington Pavilion. In the spring, we've, we've partnered with the South Dakota Symphony again to bring uh, their musicians to the Performing Arts Center. And we're going to end up in April with the Heartland Jazz Band, about a 20-musician band from Augustana University uh, will be there at the end of April uh, performing kind of jazz and swing music. And we're going to be looking for something like um, Johnny Cash for the summer. So we're still working on that. Yeah, uh, lots of exciting shows happening. Any show that you're particularly excited about? You know, I like... I like them all. I think um, we're going to be bringing a kind of a variety of of uh, uh, entertainment to the community. I've you know I've had people say, "Well, I don't know if I want to come and listen to the symphony." And I said, "Have you ever listened to a symphony orchestra?" No. Well, how do you know you wouldn't really enjoy it? And it's fun having the symphony because they ask for one microphone, and that's just for somebody to tell them the audience what piece they're playing, because their instruments take care of the amplification by themselves. And in our auditorium, it's really a rich, rich sound that they will hear. And so we like to bring uh, opportunities to our community to listen to a variety of kinds of um, music and other performances. And so we're also excited about the play coming in December. We think that'll be uh, really exciting. And our our own high school musical department, music department is doing uh, some musicals this fall. They haven't released what those will be yet, so I can't tell you what they, they will be, but they've been a lot of fun as well. High school musical, maybe? When you uh, said that title, it got me yeah. thinking, Dr. Dan. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know that the middle school is going to do something based on Footloose uh, this fall, and it'll be the first time our middle school students have had an opportunity to perform a musical and so um again that just fosters at a younger age uh musical hair musical education and maybe a love for performing arts absolutely dr dan joining in the studio right now talking about the canton performing arts center now let's talk about some of the events that the canton performing arts center supports the pumpkin festival at the riverview christmas tree farms and also some other stuff that you guys support as well well we're we're supporting by partnering with those organizations and letting people know that those are events happening in our community the pumpkin festival takes place uh, at, at river view christmas tree farm and it's the last weekend in um, september and then three weekends in october uh, festival is at newton hill state park which is in our backyard and anytime uh, we can partner with somebody to bring people to our community or through our community we want to try to do that and plus we are partnering uh, with our school district to support uh, the arts, entertainment, and education in our school district. So um, also we have an event that's coming up that's being sponsored by another local organization. It's called Tales from the Grave. It's going to feature six prominent um, uh, Cantonites from the past who are buried in Forest Hills Cemetery. And uh, we'll, there'll be six uh, individuals kind of reenacting and recreating stories about their lives and what they've meant to not only Canton, but the history of Southeast South Dakota. Very cool stuff coming up there. Now, Dr. Dan, this could be the hardest question for you. Are you ready? 
I'm ready. Can we see you up there on stage? Is there a little actor in you somewhere? Uh, I'm I'm going to actually partake in the Tales from the Grave. I'm going to be Dr. Cyrus Went, uh, physician. Um, and so they felt it was only I, I would understand the lingo of being a physician. Um, I don't know. I tell people that I'm wanted in three states for my singing, so I'm not sure you're going to see me up on stage um, at a musical. For I, but I think just I like to be behind the scenes mm-hmm. and helping and, and enabling others. You know, the, I always the other thing I always tell people is the only musical instrument I play is a stereo. Most young people look at me and wonder what in the world a stereo is. But uh, so anyway, that's. That's my extent. I'd just as soon promote and be part of helping others share their talents. Anything else that you would like to say about the Canty Performing Arts Center? No, I just encourage folks to come and, and see an event in there and and then follow us on our Facebook page, Canton Performing Arts Council. And then cantonpack.com is our website. And you can find out about all of the events happening in the Performing Arts uh, Center Uh get to the links to buy tickets if they're interested and find out a little bit more about us through those websites and that Facebook page. Awesome. Dr. Dan, thanks so much for joining us in the studio to talk about this great venue here in the Sioux Empire. Uh, We hope more people get a chance to uh, look at it and uh, interact with us in that facility. I'm Christine Manica, and you've been listening to Sunday Focus. I'd like to thank Dr. Dan from the Cantor Performing Arts Center and Tracy Quint for joining the program today. Sunday Focus is a public affairs program of Results Radio, Town Square Media, Sioux Falls.